So this morning I want to talk to us uh, on a message that I decided in my heart to entirely everyone matters and everyone is involved. Hallelujah. Everyone matters and everyone is involved. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the kingdom of God. We are children of God. We are family. We are a nation of God. The Bible calls us a royal priesthood, a holy nation. The Bible calls us the called ones of the Lord, the chosen generation. I want to say to us this morning, in this generation, in this ecclesia of God, in this kingdom, in this family, everyone matters. In this family, everyone is involved. But maybe before I show you what I have, let's just get back first to creation. In Genesis chapter number one, maybe verse 26, the Bible says, let us make men in our image and according to our likeness and let them have dominion over all the fish of the sea, over all the birds of the air, over all Kekli, over all the earth, and over everything that creeps on the earth. Let them, all of them, eh? Right from the beginning, God's intention for men has always been that men be involved in the affairs of God. That men be involved in the work of God. He created us Male and female, remember verse 27 talks about the men that he created, whom he created. The Bible says he created him, male and female. So both of us, male and female, we have been created to be involved in what God is doing. We don't live to just watch things. We are not Christians just to be spectators. We are Christians and born again so we can be involved in what God is doing. Are you with me this morning? I mean, if you look at the Old Testament right from the beginning, you will see that God in each season, in each dispensation, he calls men for particular tasks so that they can be involved in his plan. Talk of Noah. Talk of Abraham. Talk of Jacob. You talk of Samuel. Maybe even talk of Hannah, the mother of Samuel. She is involved even in her pain. She didn't even realize that her pain and her struggles were her participation in the plan of God. Because most of us, even in this day, with so much revelation, we still want to think that we can only participate in the things of the God when we're walking on red carpets. May I just help you this morning. Maybe in your struggle, that is your participation. Maybe in your loss, that is your participation. Maybe what you need to do is to find out from Jehovah what the plan is, rather than resisting. Are you with me this morning, ladies and gentlemen? I mean, talk of many other people in the Old Testament. You talk of David himself. He is called, excluded, or selected 
to participate in the plan of God. Do you know that probably while he was busy heading his father's few sheep, according to his brother, he might have thought that he was an outcast. He might have thought that he was not going anywhere. His life is all about following the few sheep. Just doing whatever he's doing. But you understand that right there in the bush, in the background, David learned how to make musical instruments. He learned how to do the harp, to play it. He learned how to kill a lion. He learned how to kill a bear. And before he knew it, he is anointed king because God has found a man. Ah, with a heart that is after God's own heart. Not in the church, not in the pulpit, not in the choir, not anywhere else, but in the background somewhere. Somewhere doing mundane things. Somewhere doing things that you think they don't matter. And God finds a man in a boy. Hallelujah. Yeah? And propels that man. Not a boy. But the man, never mind the age, he is a man according to God. He's a boy according to you. He's a child according to you, but according to God, he is a man whose heart is after my own heart. I want to say to us this morning, in the kingdom of God, age does not matter. In the kingdom of God, who you are doesn't matter. What matters is who God say you are is what God sees in you. In the kingdom of God, he uses children, he uses the elderly, he uses the youth, he uses the very old. So while you are here and you are a child of God, I want you to understand you have a duty to perform. Talk to your neighbor and say you are not too old for God. Neither are you too young for God. We all involved. And we all matter. Are you with me this morning? So this morning I shall endeavor, ladies and gentlemen, to help us understand a few things. Where we read in Exodus chapter 35, they are now constructing the tabernacle. And remember, the tabernacle is not an ordinary thing. There are some specifications that God has laid down. And everyone must follow those specifications. When God says use a purple color, you cannot bring a blue one. You use exactly what he says must be used. And so Moses has a task here, and everyone has a task to follow the plan to the last dot. But what I want us to see here is the involvement of everyone in the building of the tabernacle. Everyone in this assignment matters. Everyone is involved. Not only by giving offering, but by working. Remember that giving offering is also working the kingdom of God. But the guys here are doing beyond that. And the Bible is talking about calling of artisans. Yeah? Artisans. I think this is a scientific word. Eh? That just came in the 21st century, but I want to say it is there in the Bible. It's as old as creation. 
and who is an artisan? I think I went to look for a definition, a simple definition of artisan. And my dictionary, well, Google, told me that someone who works with their hands to create something very unique. And that they use traditional knowledge. Yeah? They use traditional techniques. Most of the artisans are people who don't have degrees, university degrees. But they are people who use the gift of the Lord in their hands. Are you with me? And with that gift, they do things that amaze everyone else. And this is you and me. I want us to understand that every one of us here in the kingdom of God, we are an artisan. There is none here who doesn't have a gift. There is none here who cannot use their hands to do something. All of us here can do something. The challenge is that we have told ourselves that we are unable, which is contrary to scripture, because scripture says we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And I think I saw again in the word of God, I think it's Proverbs chapter 18, where the Bible says that a man's gift makes room for him and even open doors for him among great people. What is your gift? All of us here are gifted. So in this setup here, God instructs Moses to make use of everyone. And so they come, those who are doing linen, those who are doing wood carving, those who are doing stone carving, those who are doing decoration, those who are doing whatever. Everyone is involved. I want you to picture this because the making of the tabernacle here is a picture of the church involved in the assignment of God. I want you to understand that as a church, we are such a gifted body, such a gifted nation, so much that we lack no skill amongst ourselves. The reason being that the skill we need for the purposes of God is the Holy Spirit inspired, is God inspired. And therefore, you might think your skill is not perfect enough, but guess what? The Holy Spirit perfects the gift. He perfects the work that you are doing. Let me put it this way, controversial as it might sound. There is none, no other body of human beings as gifted as the church of Jesus Christ. The only challenge is we demean ourselves. And when we demean ourselves, we deny ourselves the opportunity to show who our God is. And we begin to value what the world is doing more than what we can do as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am speaking this morning to a body that is so gifted. I'm speaking this morning to a group of people who are so skilled. You don't need any university degree to be skilled enough to work for the kingdom of God. You are skilled by virtue of your birth. 
You are skilled by virtue of your citizenry. You are skilled by virtue of the spirit who indwells you and teaches you all things. And his name is the Holy Spirit. Are you with me this morning? So I want to help us this morning to understand that we are the artisans in the kingdom of God. When you read further where we read downwards, you will see that God begins to name a few artisans by name. Verse 30, the Bible says, And Moses said to the children of Israel, See, the Lord has called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Er, of the tribe of Judah. And he has filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and all manner of workmanship. I want to say it this morning, that Bezalel here is a type of a Christian in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you and me have been called out, and we are filled with the Spirit of God. Are you with me? And the Spirit of God has capacitated us in every kind of workmanship. Believe you me, you guys, you are able and you can do great things. Are you with me? So every one of us in the kingdom of God met us. Every one of us in the kingdom of God is able. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1 verse number 8, you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost ends of the earth. You shall be my witnesses everywhere. Everywhere you are. By the virtue of the Holy Spirit who has come upon you and has given you power to witness. We don't witness by words only as Christians. We witness by our actions. We witness by our work. We witness through our businesses. We witness through everything we are in the body of Christ. Hear me this morning. You are a witness in the classroom as a teacher. You are a witness as a police officer. You are a witness in the army. You are a witness in business. You are a witness in the farm. You are a witness on the streets walking as a pedestrian. You are a witness serving tea. You are a witness sweeping wherever you are sweeping. You are a witness because you have the power of the spirit that makes you a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. None of us is not involved therefore, in what God is doing in this generation. Your challenge and my challenge is that we have a, you know, paid so much attention to two deceptions in the modern church. The two deceptions in the modern church are that, number one, only the fivefold is anointed. Only the prophet, the pastor, the apostle, the teacher and the evangelist are anointed. Only those who come to the pulpit to preach, to do anything, are the ones anointed. The rest of us are just subject to their anointing. That is a lie and that is a deception. 
That is a lie meant to empower you so that you cannot understand and do what God expects you to do. This morning, I want to say it to us. All of us here are anointed of God. All of us here have the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. All of us here are able. All of us here are involved in the mission and assignment of God. You sit there and you are denying the anointing of God on your life to do what you do. As a teacher, you are anointed. As a clerk, you are anointed. As an accountant, you are anointed. Doing the tea in a supermarket, you are anointed. Everywhere you are anointed. Don't define the work of God in your life by the mere job that you are doing. You are a child of God before anything else. So wherever you are, why don't you stand up for Jesus? Wherever you are, why don't you get involved in the mission of God? Do you know the mission of God? It is to save humanity. It is to preach up the cause of Jesus Christ. It is to minister Christ. And I've said to you, we don't minister by merely preaching with our words. We preach through everything else. How you handle your family, how you handle your spouse, how you handle one another here. The Bible says they will know that you are my disciples by this that you love one another. When we love one another as believers, the world is watching and the world says those are the children of God. They might not come to tell you, but they will speak amongst themselves. And that is powerful witness, ladies and gentlemen. When we are so divided as children of God, we're denying God the witness. We are not in ministry. We are not working together with God. Can I help us this morning? You are involved. Talk to your neighbor and say you are involved. Man. Say it again. Maybe they are not hearing you. Say you are involved. Very involved. Hallelujah. We all have gifts. And we all are able to give a service in the kingdom of God. We all are designers and architects and whatever in the kingdom of God. There is no gift small. There is no gift better than the other. In the kingdom of God, our gifts don't compete. They complement each other. In the kingdom of God, each and every one of us is a brick and we are building one huge house of God. And so these bricks go into each other and fit very, very well. Are you with me this morning? Stop competing as believers. You are not competing with anyone else. One, the second deception of the church is this denominational thing. That this denomination is better than that one. That one is more anointed than that one. That prophet, that church is Yakupa. Eh? Things are okay that side. That side things are, that is a lie from the pit of hell. Meant to cause you to be divided so you cannot witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, our power is in our unity. Our power is in our action in the mission field. Our power is in what we are doing outside this service, outside this gathering. We look powerful here, but we are not. We are too powerful out there. 
when you are doing what you ought to do as an individual and as a child of God. That's where you exude so much power because the Spirit accompanies you and the angels of the Lord are with you. When shall you enjoy the miracles of God if you are not involved in the world? That's why they are not there. Because Christians are hiding there. They are waiting for Sunday. So they can run here and begin to dance and do all those kind of things, fall down, cry, scream, and say it was powerful. And go back into the world and be weaklings. It's not powerful here, it's powerful there. It's powerful out there. When I withstand demonic pressures, when I can tell people about Jesus, when I can excel in what I'm doing, when my company can prosper because of my presence in that company, that is what is called power, ladies and gentlemen. That's the power of believers. When you can get into politics and change things, not to get into politics and become a hyena like other hyenas in politics. Your power is when you make the difference by yourself in the world for the glory of our God. Ladies and gentlemen, we are all involved in what God is doing. The kingdom will not manifest unless you rise up and do what you want you ought to do. The tabernacle has a good plan, has everything given, but if people are not involved in building it, it shall not stand. It shall not be there. The kingdom of God has been set, good plans, powerful, everything, but it shall not manifest if you don't stand and manifest the kingdom. It shall not be, it shall not come to pass if we are not doing what we ought to do as citizens of the kingdom of God. Our duty is to participate. I can't talk to your neighbor and say your duty is to participate. So don't feel inferior about your, your gift or what you are supposed to do. Let me put it this way, ladies and gentlemen. We all have a duty to save our generations here. We have a generation to save. No one will preach the gospel to your generation but you. No one will manifest Jesus. The Bible says of David, he saved God in his generation and then went to sleep with his elders. Hallelujah. Yeah, may it be said of you and me that we saved God in our generation. Let's not be cowards in this generation. We are the generation of revelation. We are the generation that knows God. We are the generation that has been preached to so much. And we need to rise up. Instead of marveling at the evil in the world, I want to encourage you to shift your attention to what your God can do through you in this generation. A lot of us praise the evil on the world. A lot of us speak so much about the evil these days around us, but none speak so much about the good Jesus has accomplished. None speak so much about the good that we do in the communities. And if we don't, who will give Jesus witness? 
If we don't, who will testify? Who will give a testimony? Remember, we have overcome the devil by the blood of Jesus and the word of our testimony. The blood we have. And where is the testimony? To complete the victory, we need a testimony. We need people who will come and say, it was this, then we prayed, this happened. It was this, we saw blind eyes open. We saw the deaf hear. We saw the dumb speak. We saw the dead arise. We saw the crippling walk. The church today is silent on those issues. Our testimony is the vehicles, is the suits, is the apostle, is how powerful the man of God is, is our prophet, is our church, is our monies, and everything else is the blessing. That is the testimony these days. Our prayer as your leaders at King City Church is that you will shift from the mentality of the world in the current church. And fix your eyes on Jesus Christ. And begin to give God glory. And begin to testify about what God is doing in your midst. That is what changes communities. That is what changes your life. That is what changes us, ladies and gentlemen. Not things. Listen to me very well. Don't seek for God's blessing. You are blessed already. You are in the blessing. You are blessed abundantly. With all spiritual blessings in the heaven, the blessing. Don't ask God for a blessing. He blessed you. And his blessings to you are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. And you are in Christ Jesus and the blessings of the Lord say yes to you. When they look at you, they say yes. They are yours, given and granted. It's not your business to be chasing after. The Bible says in Matthew 6.33, seek after this kingdom and the righteousness of God and all these things you so desire, you are so passionate about shall just be added. Why do you want to work and labor for what God will add to you? The things we look for are not for our labor. And they are not going to come to us through our labor, ladies and gentlemen. God adds when we pursue the kingdom. When we get involved in the kingdom business. When we do what he wants us to do. He adds things. You shall not lack bread. You and your children. David says it. I was young, now I'm old. Yet I have not seen the children of Russia lack bread. Are you with me this morning? Because he knew what to do. It didn't matter the, the, the opposition around David. His heart was after God's heart. It didn't matter how many times he sinned. His heart was after God's heart. Because even after sinning, he would not run away from God. He will go back to God and say, I'm a sinner. I have messed you up. Please forgive me. He was not pretending. He would not come here and pretend he has not seen the David will go down on his knees. Those are the men and women God is looking for in this day and era to participate in the manifestation of the finished work on the cross of Calvary. I mean, of Calvary. Are you with me this morning? 
Am I helping somebody this morning? Hallelujah. Please say hallelujah with me. Don't keep quiet. One of the, the duties of these people whom you think are anointed, the fivefold, Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 11, is to equip the saints of God for the work of ministry. Listen to me very well this morning. The people involved with the day-to-day activity and mission of the kingdom of God are the saints. If you guys are not involved, we are owl. Eh? We are off duty. We are absconding duty. We are rejecting Christ. You are the evangelist. You are the ministers of the gospel. You are the world beaters and winners. You are the winners of souls. You are the light of the world there. You are the salt of the earth. You there out there. Are you with me? You are the one who lay hands on the sick and they recover. You are the ones who raise the dead. You are the ones who open blind eyes. You are the ones who proclaim the good news of the living God. You are the ones who preach Jesus. Not them here. Them here, their duty is to equip you like we are doing this morning. Go out there and be fighters of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't be cowards. We are a different kind of a sheep. Yes, he calls us his sheep, but we are not the sheep of the world. Are you with me? We are Jesus' sheep, not the world's sheep. To the world, we are lions, man. To the world, we are fighters. To the world, we are scary. We are weird. You don't walk in the world like you are a sheep. They will eat you. Are you with me this morning? You walk out there with confidence, with boldness, anointed, and knowing who you are, and knowing your God, and declaring the statutes of the living God. Walk out there tall. Speak to a demon once, not 20 times. Tell what to do. The Bible says, I've given you authority to tread over serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall harm you. Why are you walking out there as beggars? You are in charge of this world. Are you with me this morning? We desire, I think this is the desire of Jesus, to see strong Christians because he has made us strong in Christ Jesus. Jesus is not weak, Allah. God is not weak, Allah. The kingdom of God is not a kingdom of weaklings. Yeah, when we are weak, we are strong. That's who we are. Because our strength does not rely on our physicality. No, 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 no. It relies on who is in us, who has called us. And it relies on our captain, the capacity of our captain. Because we are the armies of the living God. I watch football. I love football. I love a team called Manchester City. They shall be winning this afternoon. Uh, I have seen video clips of football coaches in the locker room 
during half time, talking to their teams. Ah, yeah. Have you ever seen it? Those guys don't linger. Yeah? They go for it. How they motivate their teams. Yeah? This is what we're doing here. This is what we ought to be doing here. Did the devil beat you up throughout the week? Congratulations, beat back. Because you can. Yeah? Are you listening to me? Mm -hmm. Because you can. You are able. Stop crying. Stop womaning yourself too much. Hey, I am a woman. No, 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 no. You are a child of God before you are a woman. You're born of God first. In the kingdom of God, there are no women, there are no men, there are sons of God. The army of God. Why don't you just sharpen your mentality? Go back there this week, lay hands on that sick person in the name of Jesus. Why don't you go back this week to that sick relative and lay hands on them? Why don't you go back this week to that sick manager who tortures you so much and go and lay your hand on their chair when they are not there and say, anyone who sits here shall treat me like a child of God in Jesus' mighty name. Because you got the authority. Why allow demons to torture us? When we are in church, where shall you be charged? Let me help you, church. You are not in charge in heaven. It's God. But here on earth, it's your time to be in charge. If you don't want to enjoy it here, sorry. Sorry. Are you with me this morning? So, rise up and fight. We are in a war. We're building for God with God. A glorious kingdom. Because that is who we are. Are you with me, church, this morning? I pray you are understanding me. Let's see. No, like I have said, I'm about to, to close. I don't want to take so much long. I, I am enjoying what I am saying. You know, when we work together, the body of Christ is unified. Our prayer at King City is we will be a united people. A united people. If you feel like gossiping, shut your mouth and pray. If you feel like saying a nasty word against another believer, close your mouth and pray. Rebuke the spirit. Get behind me, Satan. I am the righteousness of God. I don't gossip. I praise God. I affirm and praise my fellow believer. He or she is my brother. I love them for Jesus. Resist. Didn't you hear the Bible says, submit yourself unto God. He will establish you. Resist the devil. He will flee. If you see the devil not fleeing you, you are not resisting. You are attracting. You are submitting. You are enjoying his thoughts. You are enjoying his imaginations. You are enjoying what he is saying. Remember, he is not inside of you. There is no believer who can be possessed by a demon. He comes outside and whispers things to you. Remember, he uses the spirit of seduction. He seduces you with thoughts. 
with feelings, eh, with emotions, and all those things. And if you are not careful, you fall for those things because they sound nice. Ladies and gentlemen, it sounds nice to get together and gossip about somebody. It sounds nice. And yet, that weakens you. It makes you weak. You've just been gossiping and you turn around. Demon, come out in Jesus' name. <laughs> and the demon pretends like it never had anything. Because it starts saying, ah, we were just together just now. Just now. We can do it, Vazalwa. Don't you think so? We can do it. I'm about to close. Paul writes to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4. And he repeats the same thing in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 6. He says to Timothy, don't neglect the gift that came upon you by the laying on of hands. And again in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 6, he says, steer up the gift. Ladies and gentlemen, the gift of God is on your life. You are the artisan of God. The artisan in the kingdom of God. No one does it the way you do it. No one will preach out there the way you do it. No one will sing the way you do it. No one will love the way you do it. No one will be light out there more than the way you are doing it. You are the person. You are the one. Are you listening to me? Can I ask you to steer up the gift of the Spirit in us? The gift of the Holy Spirit. Each and every one of us here has the gift of God in us. Steer it up. It's exactly what you need. Some of us are struggling because we are refusing to walk in the gifts of the Lord. We're refusing to walk in the level of Jehovah for our lives. Come on, steer up the gift. Walk in it and buy it and see what happens. I charge you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. You are able. You can change the world. You can change your communities. You can do it. No one will do it for you. May we never hear a believer born of God, full of the spirit of God, crying because a demon beat them up. Ephesians chapter 5. If you read from verse 3 downwards, somewhere the Bible says these things must not even be mentioned amongst you as befitting the saints. Saints of the living God, there are things we do that we don't have to do. They are a taboo. To be mentioned amongst us. We do them when we are not participating in what God is doing. When we are idly, we begin to entertain the flesh and the things of the world. 
and we struggle so much and spend so much money, so much resources, so much time chasing and trying to solve the flesh. But this morning, may the Lord help us to arise and be preoccupied. The Bible says as I end, we are co-laborers with God. 